Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Day with Dayline. And we are at CrimeCon right now. Very exciting. I hope we're having an amazing time. I hope my hair is not frizzed out from the humidity and I have swamp butt, but we will see. I got you these special purse packets that are for humidity in your hair and you pat your hair with them and it gets the frizzies away. Amazing. I'm so excited. I, got, I have a dozen of them. Oh, I you love You can just them. put them in okay. your purse. I got you. We are doing part two tonight of yes. Deadly Twist. I'm going to do a little recap in case you missed part one, but please go back and listen to part one. I think you also will not understand this at all if you yeah, don't Yeah, I'm going to do a short recap, but it's confusing. There's lots of men that loved and had bucket hats. So this episode, again, Deadly Twist, March 20th, 2015 is when it first aired, season 23, episode 30, hosted by Keith Morrison. And it's the story of a woman in California named Rachel, a free spirit. She has one boyfriend, Tim, who is a failed artist, who Keith reminds him of that constantly the whole episode. And he has a bucket hat and a sublime shirt and puka shell necklaces. And she breaks up with Tim to marry a rich pharmaceutical executive, Todd, who used to be an Air Force pilot. They have kids together and they live in this air park, like a neighborhood where you park your plane in your driveway. Her dad judges her for putting the kids in daycare and getting a job. And we said a lot of things about the dad, Don. Go back to episode one, please. At the job, she meets handyman and gun collector James, and they start a hot and steamy affair where their hearts are intertwined as one. Her husband, Todd, tells her to stop the affair, but she won't. She plans to divorce Todd and be with James. That night, Todd kills her with scissors and says it was self-defense and she attacked him first. When investigators are searching their home, they find a box of ashes belonging to Todd's mysterious first wife, Kathy. I could have just done that and we didn't even have to do the first episode. That was a solid recap, Kimberly. That was solid. yourself on the back. You're getting very good at the shorties. Thank you. Because I am a shorty. Because you are a shorty. You're my shorty. (laughs) So the prosecutors in California have to figure out, is this a pattern? Has Todd had more than one wife that died? I mean, obviously, yes, because there are ashes. So they reach out to Georgia because that's where Todd lived with Kathy. And they reach out to a Georgia, man the who's state. current... The state of Georgia, the not state, a person named Georgia. Not the country, Georgia. Not Georgia is, on my mind. Yeah. They reach out to a judge, Gerald Johnson, who used to be a detective at that time. He says, I was shocked when California was calling about a case I worked on in our gentle little town there in White County. How do you feel about Gerald Johnson? I'm in love with Gerald Johnson. Thank God, because I was like, top 10, Gerald Johnson. He's adorable. Please come on our show. Love him. Just give like advice or just weigh in casually on the case that we're talking about. Please. Thank you. Always. He Mm -hmm. had never forgotten this case. No, sir. And he calls Keith, sir. Anyone that calls Keith, sir, which I also call Keith, sir, usually. I'm a fan. And he had never forgotten, Gerald had never forgotten, it had been many years, he had never forgotten about this case. It was this car accident that killed Kathy Winkler, and a car accident and the car was on fire, which if you might recall from the very beginning of our last episode, 
in the mountains of Georgia, the yawning, inky black mountains, that was the when the car accident happened. I thought that someone else was going, like someone current in the episode was going to die. I didn't know what was going on. I yeah. didn't know how we got from scissors to the fire. I know. Crash. Okay. They're jumping around in time. No, no, we it's meet- good. I like it because it kept me... Yeah, it's very dramatic. very good, yeah. We meet Charles, who is Kathy's little brother, and he says Kathy was his mentor and only friend, really. They grew up um, on an Air Force base. He was very shy, and Kathy was very outgoing and gorgeous. She was the caretaker of the siblings because their mother had left. On the weekends, when her and her friends got older, they would sneak onto the Air Force base to stare at the hot Air Force pilots. (laughs) And they thought the jumpsuit, her and her friends, friends, they thought the jumpsuit, the shirtless volleyball playing, I don't know what else happens, but they just thought it was very Top Gun, very hot. Yeah. It might have been around the time of Top Gun, actually. It was perfect timing, so it romanticized the whole thing. Yeah, there we go. So she started dating a pilot who couldn't commit. So she decided, I'm going to marry someone who will commit and have children with me. And she rebounds with Todd. This is exactly what happened with Rachel. And it wasn't necessarily that these women were in love with Todd. It was what they felt like they needed to do to achieve their life goals of having a family. Todd has got that security game down. Yes, that's his game. What is it when you swoop in? For like, yeah, he's a swooper. He swoops in for mm-hmm. seconds and he's like John Ralphio. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And Keith says patterns. Keith just says the word patterns and we that's what that's all he needs to say is that's, patterns. That's nice. They only dated for a few weeks before getting married. Again, this is exactly what happened with Todd and mm-hmm. Rachel. And the Air Force sends them to live in Japan. Kathy was going to teach English there. After Todd's career in the Air Force ended, which we're going to find more about later, he struggled finding... What is- I don't think that was really funny. Later? <laughs> you did the equivalent of an ellipsis. Yeah. That was good. He was struggling to find his path. He wasn't working and became depressed. And a friend even says that he became more size beautiful, except they don't say that. But that's how I'm going to phrase it. Even though Todd may be a murderer, I'm still not body shaming. So Todd eventually rebounds himself into the Wi-Fi business and makes a killing. He succeeds. They have a fancy house. They have cars, an airplane. This is just like his life later with Rachel. This is in Georgia. This is all in Georgia? In Georgia. Okay. Kathy wanted kids, but they didn't have any. Cut to Arlene King. Our Lean King, not Arlene King. I know that's how I say it. Come on, Arlene. It's not. It's Our Lean King leaning up against a tree in his leather jacket and jeans with his hands in his pockets. He's feeling that Georgia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River vibe. I don't know. He he needs like a different outfit. He's too cool. Shenandoah. He looks, again, straight out of Greece. So It's great. He's talking about Georgia and how romantic the landscape is in the wilderness, and a person could find out what really matters up here. And then we meet these two men who are waxing poetic about the beauty of Georgia. 
But down the side of this mountain in Blue Ridge Mountains, under a canopy of leaves, it gets pitch black at night. And that's where these men found themselves in 1999. These men are Mike and Woody. One of them has spiked hair. I think it's Woody. They were camping. And they're sleeping in their tents in the middle of the night. And they hear someone yell, help, help, my wife is dead. And a man wanders into their camp. This is terrifying. This makes me never want to go camping. No, none of this is all bad. This is so scary. Also, the B-roll, will get to it of what we're seeing here. But there's a reason why it's scary and you may not have picked up on it, but it's psychological. They've done oh. something with the B-roll. I don't know if I picked up on it. Okay, I'm we'll get scared. To it. So this man wanders into camp and he says, my wife and I were camping and I was stung by a bee and I had an allergic reaction. I'm fine now. He doesn't say that, but he appears to be fine now, which no one talks about for a long time. Uh, way too long. Very way frustrating for me long. because I kept screaming, but he was fine now. Way frustrating for us because yeah. I was right there with you. Okay, can we... Was his face swollen three times right. the size? Had his hand swelled up to like a baseball mitt? What was no. going on? No. He says, I was stung by a bee, having an allergic reaction. My wife was rushing me to the hospital. She was driving. She lost control of the truck and went over the edge of the mountain. I luckily was thrown out of the back bed of the truck. And I'm totally fine not having an allergic reaction anymore, and did not get injured from being thrown out of the bed of a truck as it rolled down a mountain. And then the truck crashed at the bottom of the mountain and burst into flames. Oh, I don't have my phone. Can I use your phone to call 911? And they are like, sure. And then he says, can you help me go find my wife? So they say, okay, we'll drive you. So they're driving him in their truck on the winding roads forever. Finally, they find this huge fire that is now burning several acres. Wow. It's taken up a side of the mountain. And Woody and Mike say, your wife's like not, there's no way she's alive. This mountain no. is on fire. And they can't even get in to look for her. So the first responders come and the man... Todd Winkler, in case you didn't get that so far, tells them the story. They said he was calling out for Kathy, calling her name like she was going to walk out of this raging inferno. Gerald Johnson, who calls Keith Sir, was there investigating. Todd tells him the story. He says, I got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I got stung by something. I s yes, Katie. Science is calling. Sorry. I'm going yeah. to pick it up. Ring, ring. Hello? <laughs> is this science? Yes, this is Katie. Oh, bees sleep at night? Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> bees asleep at night. Is that true? Maybe it was a spider. He said or it was a bee. And he he's said allergic it was a to bee, bees. But and bees sleep at night. When were you stung? Were you stung at three in the afternoon? And it just takes a minute for it to... More importantly... Why are you not still having an allergic reaction? Because at no point in the story did you get an EpiPen or something. Does shock from a car accident maybe make you stop having an allergic reaction if you go into like emotional shock? Does adrenaline have, what is the, what's an EpiPen have in it? Epinephrine? Yeah. 
does adrenaline contain epinephrine? Oh. Epinephrine, also called adrenaline. Okay, so you're giving your heart an adrenaline boost is both a hormone and a neurotransmitter. So could it stop you? Could the shock of your wife dying in a fiery crash stop you from having anaphylactic shock? <laughs> Hello? Yes, science. The science are you calling back? Okay, hi. To ask your question again. Does emotional shock and adrenaline from your wife dying in a fiery crash and you getting thrown from a truck bed as the truck rolls down the mountain stop your body from going into anaphylactic shock and your throat closing up? Science, did you catch all that? Oh, it doesn't? Okay, thanks. Bye. Love your hair. Hope you win. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't. Science told us. So he says, I got stung by something. I'm having an allergic shock. It's so bad, according to him, that his throat was closing up and he was literally crawling on his knees to the car because he couldn't walk. The shock, the anaphylactic shock was so bad. And his wife is going to drive. Can't get past this. So Gerald Johnson this story makes no sense. Okay, but we'll get to it. So Gerald Johnson- This story Johnson makes is, no sense. This story makes no sense. Yeah. Gerald Johnson, who's the investigator, he eventually, the case moves on to the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, or as I like to call them, good boy. Good boy. Good boy. And- um, Who uh, also said that it makes no sense. Sorry, she's driving him to the hospital. Why is he in the bed of the truck? Don't know. And sometimes when he tells the story, he's not. So we get to that. So oh, that's right. the good boy looks into it and they don't really do anything. And Gerald's kind of watching like it's not my place. The case has been turned over to them, but they don't think that it's suspicious. The coroner says that her death is an accident. So they're like, okay. So then Gerald is still suspicious, but can't really do anything. Todd collects $1.2 million from life insurance mm -hmm. because it was an accident, so it's double indemnity, so he gets twice as much. Kathy's friend, Tanya, hears the news about her death and falls to the ground. This is another appropriate reaction to this kind of horrible news, Don. Yeah. Also, is it strange that he came out of the woods yelling, my wife is dead, instead of help, help, fire, fire? Help, help, there's been an accident, fire. Instead of just like wailing through the woods, my wife is dead. That yeah. feels real weird. He was maybe rendering his, maybe tearing his Rending garments. And saying, I don't deserve sleeves. Yeah. So. He doesn't. He doesn't deserve sleeves. No. And I believe that original episode was Carl Carlson, I think. Was it Carl Carlson? I think it was Carl Carlson, but I can't remember the name of the episode. But people will let us know in the comments. Carl Carlson. House on the Hill. The House on the Hill. House on the Hill? Yeah. And I can't remember if that's the same fire that maybe there was a hamster that passed away in. I can't remember. No, there was a um, hamster in a car. That there was, was also desert a hamster in a car. In the there desert were or several something. hamsters. Prairie. Oh, maybe it was a dog in the fire. I can't remember. Anyways, oh, no. it was horrible. Okay. Well, this time there was a human in the car, and her name and was Kathy, horrible. and Todd and is Kathy's a And Kathy's friends are devastated. They call Todd to offer their support, oh, but boy. the reactions they get from Todd seem very strange in that he never calls them back. Okay. So one friend calls, Todd, let me do something. Can I help? This is so devastating. Never gets a call back. The other friend, Tanya, calls, 
But she wants answers because Tanya is a cop and none of this makes sense. Here we I go. I wonder if she knows Gerald Johnson. So she calls a bunch hmm. of times. Todd, can I talk to you? Todd, I really want to talk to you. He never calls her back and changes his number. Wow. So he completely ghosts his wife's friends after she dies in a horrific car accident. That's brutal. Gerald Johnson, the investigator, keeps thinking about the case over the years. And then one day, California calls. The state of California. The entire, the bear on our flag called and <laughs> wants to talk about this case. And then these outsiders come to these Georgia mountains and these outsiders are making a movie called Deliverance. No. Keith literally brings up Deliverance. Keith says, what, for once, the outsiders were not there to make a movie called Deliverance. Is that, the, is that what he says? That's what he says. That's the, so mean. The outsiders are the California investigators, but just hearing the name Deliverance sends the banjos into my mind, and I immediately get queasy. Don't do it to me. Don't you do it. I will say that's also a little bit of shade because people think of other things than deliverance. Totally. These mountains are beautiful. Also, isn't that Appalachia? Appalachia? Yep. Where that is? That's not the Blue Ridge Mountain Range, is it? Or is it the Blue Ridge Mountain Range part of it? You know that It is terrain. part of it because it's part of the Appalachian Trail or Appalachian Trail. I can't wait for you to come here. You're going to like the Smoky Mountains. The amount of videos I've watched about the Appalachian Trail are just gross. Hundreds of hours of my life on YouTube watching people hike this trail. Tune into our What We're Watching, Don't Watch Alone, Watch Like Nobody's Watching, which is available for our Supercast and Patreon members who want to know what we're watching every week. Mm-hmm. It sounds more exciting than it. Sorry. It sounds more. That sounds really boring. It's more exciting than that. It's <laughs> so way more it exciting. Speaking of getting queasy when you hear those banjos from Deliverance, I am so excited to tell you about our new sponsor, Relief Band. Yes. When it comes to nausea, you have to get Relief Band. It is the number one anti-nausea wristband that quickly relieves and effectively prevents nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, check. Anxiety, check. Migraines, check. Hangovers, not since college. Morning sickness, no. Chemotherapy, thank God, no. But so much more. I wow. get nauseous from the criminals on Dateline with the weird facial hair. Yeah. I get nauseous when I'm in the back seat and my mom is driving or in the front seat because she's a really bad driver. Aww. I get nauseous from my medications. I get nauseous from half the foods I eat. I get nauseous from absolutely no reason whatsoever. I just get nauseous. I'm nauseous all the time. Oh boy. No joke. I am so excited about Relief Band because it's not another pill that I have to take. I yeah. don't want to take any more medications. This is not a medication. It's natural. It's fast acting. It'll last as long as you need it. It's drug free. It's non-drowsy. It has no side effects, which nausea is one of the side effects of my medications. You wear it on your wrist. It sends little tingling pulses that go to your brain in some sort of magical way that makes me not nauseous. It's so amazing. I have it with me all the time now. I'm definitely taking it to CrimeCon for the flight. Oh, yeah. If we go on roller coasters, if I am nauseous because of our presentation that we're doing, 
or the award show or meeting people, social anxiety, I might be nauseous the whole time. I'm bringing mine too in case we somehow finagle ourselves onto a boat. It's Florida. It's Florida. There's water. Relief Band has an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Wow. That's amazing. And over 100,000 satisfied customers, their brand that you can trust. Plus, it both treats and prevents nausea. So you can avoid nausea in the first place. Mm -hmm. And Relief Band makes a great gift for anyone in your life that suffers from nausea. Mm -hmm. Remember, you don't have to over plan for nausea relief or dose up six hours before a trip. Just bring your Relief Band and you're good to go. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for a Date with Dateline listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code DATEDATELINE, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F relief B-A-N-D band.com and use our promo code date dateline for 20% off plus free shipping. I'm so excited that my life is going to be nausea free and I'm so excited for it to help our listeners. And I really hope that Relief Band, if not already, will consider making t-shirts that say I'm with the band. Relief in parentheses. TM. TM. No, they can have it. Oh, they can have it. They can have it because I'm really grateful for this amazing product. Thank you so much, Relief Band. Thank you, Relief Band, for sponsoring this podcast. We are so excited. Thank you. Thank you. Katie, speaking of being nauseous and being on a roller coaster, sometimes your hair just looks like you're a mess. Like your insides feel like a mess and sometimes your outsides look like a mess. My hair looks like a mess? Not my hair. No, because you use pros. Exactly. My hair looks great because of pros, and that's the only reason. But yes, I understand the hair mess because that was my hair before pros. Most of you have heard us singing the praises of pros, and they're truly custom made-to-order hair care. And switching to a custom routine from pros was one of the greatest things I have ever done for my locks. I've got it on lock Pros is the one. Pros is amazing. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. My hair goals currently being Kimber. Because Kimber's hair, she has the most gorgeous, naturally perfect hair ever. So I need to use Pros to catch up. And right now I use a Pros shampoo, conditioner, hair oil, pre-shampoo treatment, and dry shampoo. And let me talk to you a little bit about the hair oil. Because you might think, ah, hair oil, it's going to make my hair greasy. No. What a hair oil does is seal in that moisture to your hair. So if you have overprocessed hair like I do, look, and I've tried a bunch of hair oils. The one from Pros works. It works on day three after washing to still keep that moisture in it from keep it from looking like straw. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it smells so good. Mm-hmm. You can customize your smell along with your hair care formula and the smells of so the Pros lines of products are so unbelievable. Good. But take the personalized quiz to pick which scent you want. They've given over 1 million consultations with this in-depth hair quiz, which is how I got started. And they ask questions about not only your hair type, but how much you style your hair and, again, what your hair goals are. Kimber. One of my favorite features as well is Pros's review and refine tool, which lets you tweak your formulas for any reason. If you change up your address, your hair color, your diet... 
And as a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, Prose is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. Woohoo! Yay! They are also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon-neutral. So we amazing. love Prose. That's amazing. And to boot, if you're not 100% positive that Prose is the best hair care you've had, they will take the products back. No questions asked. But trust me, once you try custom personalized hair care, you will be hooked for life. Custom made-to-order hair care from Pros has your name all over it. So take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your subscription plus $20 off your first subscription order today. That's an amazing deal. Go to pros.com slash date dateline. That's P-R-O-S-E slash date dateline for your free in-depth hair consultation, 15% off your subscription, and an additional $20 off your first subscription order. What are you waiting for? Trust the pros at pros, 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 pros. Stryka. Pros, parentheses. Stryka. <laughs> Thank you so much, pros, for keeping my hair pretty. Thank you, pros. I really do owe it to pros. So this time, the outsiders, the interlopers in the Georgian woods were not... They no. were... Actually, the interlopers in that movie were those Hollywood liberal types. They were, were they Hollywood in. liberal types? I don't remember I don't who remember. went to the I don't woods. think they were, but it was very much like you don't belong here. I think they were pharmaceutical CEOs. <laughs> the story could have gone a very different way. Yeah. So, no, I honestly think they were just normal people, but they were... They didn't belong there. College so, friends? I got to look. I, I got to watch the beginning of that movie because I'm not, I don't I'm not it. watching any of that movie again because it makes me sick to my stomach. But now I have a relief band. So There you go. So this time these interlopers were California detectives. They feel like they need to f- solve this Georgia case because it goes towards Todd's intent in the Rachel case and a pattern, patterns. <laughs> like Keith said. Mm-hmm. And it shows that he was capable of spousal murder because he'd done it before. So they find out that his story keeps changing with this Kathy car accident. Sometimes he was in the bed of the truck. Sometimes he was in the passenger seat holding Kathy's hand. Very interesting. Also, how did he get thrown from the truck if he was in... Okay, I guess you could get thrown from the truck in the passenger side. You'd be really cut up. Yeah. Regardless, man, you'd be, you'd be incredibly cut up from something like this. He describes being thrown from the truck and said it was like a whooshing and a thumping and it was all these descriptions. But then he also tells another investigator he doesn't remember it and woke up on the ground. And Keith says, wait, he didn't remember the accident in your interview, but in another interview he did? And I was like, yes, Keith, he's lying. It's called a lie. It's called a lie, Keith. He's a bad, bad man. So the story was super buggy, too. Get it? Because he was bit by... Never mind. Oh, boy, yeah. yeah. The kind of bug changed depending on who he was telling the story to. Okay. And he could never show the investigators on his body where he was bit. And at this point, Keith becomes a doctor. And he says, so an allergic reaction, but it doesn't present anywhere on the body. And I love that he said present. 
It's very like, good. He could have said show up or anything like that. He says present like a symptom presents itself. I loved it. If I had said that, I would have felt so smart. I would have lived on that for a month. For, I, did you hear when I said present? Wasn't that so good? Yeah. yeah. He says that he had a history of allergic reactions and carried an EpiPen. Okay, so this answers my question. I have been screaming about for the past hour, he had an EpiPen. No, wait, he didn't bring the EpiPen that weekend. To the, so all to the woods. Sc- I would like to reinstate all of my screaming. So the place where there are more bugs than maybe like a barbecue. You he chose not to bring the EpiPen. Sure. That doesn't make him a murderer. It just makes him an idiot. Yeah. Or uh, a liar. But also- I would like to see medical records that say he's allergic to bees Yeah, and that and he has insects. an EpiPen. So then Gerald Johnson becomes my favorite person because he finally points out the elephant in the room, which is that when the campers saw him, he had he was fine. He was not suffering from an allergic reaction. And okay. that was right after. How did the allergic reaction go away? Science told us, I don't understand. So the campers said he did seem to be acting phony. There we go. To which Katie screams, you know, you're not. I thought you screamed phony a lot. That could be someone else. I scream baloney. You scream baloney. But not. <laughs> phony might be from Seinfeld. He's a phony. He's a phony. He's a phony. I mean, it's, it's very yeah. Al Capone or Great Gatsby. Yeah. yeah, but it's also on Seinfeld. Someone oh. called Jerry a phony and he didn't like it. Yeah, that's a, not a great insult. I would not like that. All right, go ahead. He was acting like he was sobbing, but it was bad acting, like no tears. Oh, God, Todd. Also, it was very warm out and he was in heavy layers, like he was wearing padding in case he knew he was going to be thrown from a truck. Oh, boy. He was wearing a toboggan hat, like Elmer freaking Fudd. I didn't know that was called a toboggan hat, by the way. Oh, it wasn't called a toboggan hat? No, I did not know that that's what that hat was called. I just always called it a hat with flaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a flap hat. I just want to make sure I'm not wrong. (laughs) Yes, I work. No, it's called a toboggan hat, but also I... Worked in costumes. So now we have Ampere and Toboggan Hat. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Um, actually, when you Google Toboggan Hat, it's just really like warm knit hats. Some have flaps, some don't. It's just like a beanie. That's a lot of weird. them are just beanies. I don't understand. What are you doing to me, Internet? I thought that was called a Toboggan Hat. Also, first we had the Bucket Hat, and now we have a Toboggan Hat. Well, what is this? Yeah. What's the difference between a Toboggan Hat and a beanie? They should be made of wool. Okay, I'm done. No, no, that that is ridiculous. So the campers, like one said, I was wearing a t-shirt, shorts, and flip-flops. And he's wearing a freaking toboggan hat. Okay. So they're thinking there's something up with this guy. And then they go on the drive with him to try to find the fire. And they notice that the car seemed to go off the very steepest part of the mountain, like the steepest cliff that you could find. And then Gerald Johnson, who is still very suspicious, the investigator says, why did the truck explode? What That doesn't happen. That happens in the movies. Why did it explode? And why was the whole side of the mountain on fire like a gender reveal gone bad in California? Why was it the whole mountain on fire when it had just happened like two minutes ago? What are you talking about? 
What? What gender reveal? Oh, it happens all the time in California. Gender reveals have burned up half this state. So the campers see the fire and they're like, it looks like it's been burning for hours. Yeah. How is, did this, he says this just happened and the whole mountain is on fire? Yeah. So Keith says, curiosities. Keith is a fan of the one word. He says patterns and then he says curiosities. Also, they found it strange that he they went to the very top of the mountain to camp. Apparently, no one went up all the way up there to camp unless you wanted an extremely remote camping area for something nefarious or orgies. <laughs> I oh. don't know why you would go up there. Mountain orgies. Oh, boy. Mountain orgies. Also, Kathy didn't even like camping. She oh would rather be in a hotel, says her brother and her best friends. Okay. At one point, Gerald Johnson is talking to Todd, and Todd just says, do you think I killed my wife? Yes. And Gerald was like, I do now. For sure. I just don't know how he did it. It's kind of messing with my brain. I can't figure out how this was done. It is very strange, and we don't know how I, he pulled this off. I think he killed her before. Mm-hmm. And then what put a like a brick under the a brick accelerator? on the accelerator and like, like just jumped out, and so he rolled a little bit. But what was to stop him from rolling down the mountain? And what's yeah, it's very strange. And then filled the car with lighter fluid. But then right. there was an investigation, so they're going to know they're going to smell lighter fluid. Mm, not if the mountain. Yeah, no, they might just think it was gasoline from the truck. Isn't that what investigations are for, to sort of find out the difference? We need to ask Bob Ruff because he was a fire investigator. But I would think if the whole mountain is on fire, it's... I don't even know how they found ashes. Yeah. Well, we see the car. We see the burnt out car. Yeah. Okay. So there was like still part of a car left. I don't know. All right. Go ahead. It's If anyone has any theories about how he did it. Oh, what if... Oh, I know. The car was on fire when it went over the cliff. He had already set the car on fire. And then what, pushed it? Yeah. Lit it on fire, then just pushed it over. He never had to jump out. Yep. So he drove it to the cliff, set it on fire. And didn't and then- want, and wanted excuses for why he didn't have marks on him after being thrown from the car. And so was wearing very heavy clothes to be like, well, I was wearing all this stuff. But he never thought to make it look like he had anaphylactic shock. He's really bad at this. He's bad at it. What's worse is that he didn't get caught for this. Yeah. Yeah. For years. Mm -mm. So his behavior seemed very off. Gerald Johnson is suspicious, but nothing ever comes of it, which has to be so frustrating if you're the investigator and nothing is happening. Oh, yeah. The California prosecutors think that he did it. He He killed both of these wives 10 years apart. Then we go back to California. We're back in like the Northern California, the epicenter of the gold rush. And there you didn't have to wait for justice. If you committed a crime, the punishment was meted out then and there. Meted out? Meted out. Metered out. Metered out. No, meted. Meted. M-E-T-E. I'm learning so many new words. So... We're seeing this town called Placerville, and it's the no. Wild West. Placerville. Placerville, sorry. My mom lived there. Who lived there? My mom and my cousin lives there. She's great. She has goats. She had a goat? The sign says, 
Placerville, originally known as Hangtown, and not like hanging with Mr. Cooper town. Not like Hang 10, yeah. We see a mannequin being hanged or hung, hanged, outside of a town historical museum. And it's a full-on mannequin, like new hanged who dis. And like Dennis would love this. Mm -hmm. And a new corporal punishment who this. (laughs) Hangtown Antiques Museum, Hangtown Trading Post. It's like all, they're very much leaning in to the Wild West Hangtown thing. Yeah. And the whole point is that their justice happened right away. But Todd is waiting in jail for two years after Rachel died. He was still saying it was self-defense and he needed to save his kids. Meanwhile, Don, Rachel's dad, wins custody of the kids over Todd's family. Now, normally I would love for the family of the victim to get the kids, but Don is Mm. difficult. I hope he's more gentle with those grandchildren. I think he is. And he feels like he's atoning for the sins of his youth, but all of the cheating and bedding by raising these adorable children. This is atoning by raising the grandchildren of the daughter that you disparaged. What what does he mean by that? Does he mean like he's going to correct the mistakes that he made with Rachel? Or does he mean this is my punishment? I don't understand. I can't tell. Because that's really mean. I hope he's not saying that. I think he means this is my chance to make good. This is my chance to do things better. Okay. I'm still grumpy about Don because he made her seem like a bad mom because she got a job. Yeah, for sure. The prosecutor from California, Lizette Souter, is very fancy, looks great. She is trying to get the Georgia death to be allowed in the trial of Todd. And this is the big thing that always happens on Dateline, like if the back stuff can be included. And it's like the judge's decision. It's that sticky situation. And she wins. The judge says that they can talk about Kathy's death in Georgia. So Todd goes on trial looking way older than he did in all the photos that we saw of him and Rachel. He looks much older. But right away in the trial, the defense says the Georgia case was an accident. And Todd is doing a lot of frowning. He's very upset to be there. I don't know if he knows that a jury is watching him, but he needs to look less like that. So the defense says that Kathy loved camping, even though her brother and her two best friends have said that she didn't. Okay. I don't like when that happens. Yes, maybe your spouse knows something about you that your friends didn't know, but not something that you would lie about. Not something basic like that, whether they're a hotel person or a camping person. That's That's a big difference. And it's not something that you would hide from your friends. No, not at all. And a ranger did see them camping and they said they he said they seemed to be having a fine time nothing seemed to be amiss which happens before every murder on dateline so that proves nothing right the insurance policy they say it wasn't weird that it was so high they both had life insurance and they were upwardly mobile couple so of course they had life insurance and he had as much as she did he had had a little bit more than she did yeah todd loved kathy Uh, After all, why would he keep her ashes for all of these years if he didn't love her? What was Um, he supposed to do? Flush them? For a trophy, maybe? Well, what was he, again, what was he supposed to do with them? Give them to her 
family or something. He probably did give some to the family, but again, of course he still has them. It'd be weird if he didn't. And then she found, like, his new wife finds out, oh, you had a wife that died as she saw you flushing her ashes. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't think there's a win-win, and I don't think it proves that he loved her because he still had her ashes. It means absolutely nothing. Yeah. So Todd is making very strange expressions at this point during the trial. He's like rubbing his cheek with his fist like he has a toothache. Very strange. Then they say it was self-defense or at worst a voluntary manslaughter case. The defense says that. And I thought that was so strange. Like, why is the defense even acknowledging that it might be voluntary manslaughter and he shouldn't just be, like, acquitted of everything? Also, why are we going from Kathy's case immediately to Rachel's case? Because Rachel's case is what they're talking about yeah, now. Yeah, sorry. Rachel's case. case. Yeah, they jump right to Rachel's case. Yeah. They say that Todd was a good dad. He worked hard. And for that, Rachel cheated on him and attacked him with scissors. Okay. So full on blame the victim. Yeah, of course. Todd had said that Rachel was drinking a lot because you made her miserable. Mm-hmm. And she was on a path of self-destruction. And then the gem, the defense reveals this little gem, says Keith. She had signed up for California Sweetheart which the lawyer says is an adult connection kind of dating site. Well, you can judge for yourself. Wow. He makes, seems very tawdry, and it is very tawdry. I did screenshot the website. The website page says, hook up with an adult date. <laughs> hook up. Okay. I, the whole thing looks like it's written by AI or written in another language oh, and then no, translated and transcri- into English. And like transcribed? Oh, no, yeah. oh, no. Okay, what? Like when you buy something from AliExpress and the directions were clearly written in another language and then translated mm-hmm. by a computer. That's how you know you got a fake makeup palette. <laughs> it's because it's like place on eye in circles <laughs> motion. Yeah, it's not great. So it says hook up with adult dating at adult friend finder. So adult dating is how they keep calling it. So it's like not junior high dances. It's adult it's a, dating. It's adults. It's for adults only. Yeah. And then there's a photo of a girl in her underwear curling her hair, her finger around in her hair like a little girl. So it's super creepy. So She's they doing keep, that like twirling. They, they have to keep saying adult because <laughs> there's, there's these a girl weird juvenile things happening. Okay. The underwear might have like bunnies on it. It's very... No. Okay, then I'm super suspicious it's not for adults at all now. Now Uh, I'm creeped out. Now I'm creeped out. And then it says, adult dating through adult friend finder saves you time and effort. No. It's engineered to quickly find and connect you with your best adult dating matches. No. While adult dating, you can find friends for adult dates. So while adult dating, you can adult date (laughs) is essentially what it's saying. While doing this, you can do this. Are they saying adult that many times because it's like triple X adult? Yes, for sure. But they need to get a thesaurus. While adult dating, you can find friends for adult dates. No. When you browse our sex personals. Okay, so there it finally tells you, okay, 
Why have we been dancing around this for 20 minutes? It's sex personals. You immediately find their many local little matches for you. I couldn't have said little. Don't you immediately find their many local matches for you also looking for sex dating. Sex dating. We've jumped from adult dating to sex dating. Sex dating. What is this called? America's Sweeties? California <laughs> Sweetheart. Adult Friend Finder. Sex dating. There's no way she signed up for this. I mean, if she did, it must have been before James or as a joke. I think or... this is an accident. I think they mean that she browsed it and it like popped up on her thing. Yeah, it was, and you're trying to close it. And it, oh, oh boy. Speaking of consensual embraces, let's talk about the kind of embrace that doesn't make me sick to my stomach. And that is Aww. doggies and kitties. That is the best kind of embrace. Remember a few weeks ago, I told you about the kitten distribution system. Yes. And I heard back from people who have had the exact same phenomenon. Yes, that the universe distributes cats to people in need of a kitten at that moment. My mom thought that she was received the universe's kitten today. She did not. It was a false alarm from the universe. Because oh she was at a horse stables and there were tons of kittens. Turns out all these kittens had been spoken for. She's like Gail on Bob's Burgers who just keeps having, I just saw this cat. It was sitting on someone's porch with yeah. a collar on. This poor cat with a collar on. I think that I'm Gail because I told her to take the one that looked like a Siamese and run. I was like, grab it, run, You're run to your car thief. right now. Right. And then I would not receive any more kittens from the universe because that was bad. <laughs> Regardless, the universe has given me three kittens from this system. And so I need to do everything in my power to help them live a long and happy life. Embrace this gift from the universe by getting pet insurance. Oh. Embrace Pet Insurance offers customized plans for your pet's exact needs, cat person or dog people or both at once. If you have multiple pets to insure, you are eligible for a 10% multi-pet discount with Embrace Pet Insurance. Did you know that vet care prices have increased by 33% from 2022 to 2023? That is madness. But with Embrace Pet Insurance, you can visit any vet or emergency clinic. Plus, they have a 24-7 helpline and optional wellness rewards program to ensure you prioritize preventative care for your pet. I cannot overstate how important that is. And then hopefully you will never have to even use Embrace Pet Insurance in the first place. Some of you may think pet insurance is unnecessary or pricey. Trust me. It just gives you peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And Embrace Pet Insurance is a fantastic company. And if you don't take my word for it, they have so many testimonials online that you can read, like Gatsby. Who is Gatsby? Gatsby is an enthusiastic chocolate lab who comes <gasps> from a long line of working dogs. Oh, good boy. And her mom and dad say she is our hunting companion. Oh, good girl. Gatsby loves to swim and enjoys riding the waves on the main coast. Look at Gatsby go. The wellness plan has come very handy during her puppyhood. The vaccinations and prophylactic medications were reimbursed within a week. We have three dogs and one cat insured with Embrace, and we would recommend them to anyone with a pet. And you can also look on the website and they show you 
the claim refund, the actual vet bill, what was covered, and the reimbursement from Embrace. Mm. It's really helpful if you're on the fence. I would definitely check it out. Don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pal or pals. Head to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash date dateline and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash date dateline though, or else they won't know that we sent you. From the universe, from the shelter, from your friend who was leaving town and needed you to take their cat, and then you ended up keeping it forever. We (laughs) all have a way that pets come into our lives. Take some time to embrace your furry friend. Aww. Thank you so much, Embrace. Thank you, Embrace. Katie, I am so excited to tell you that today's podcast is sponsored by Acorns. Acorns helps you and your kids save and invest. And the best part, there's no experience required. Let me repeat that. No experience required, meaning I can do it. I like like the words invest, and then I like the words no experience required. Mm -hmm. All that feels right to me. With Acorns, investments are automatically put into diversified portfolios based on your risk tolerance. I don't know what most of those words mean, but Acorn does it for you. I do. I like it. Acorns even has exclusive financial education content for your whole family. It's important to save for the future when you have kids. Acorns is a crucial tool. The sooner you start investing, the more chance your money has to grow over time. From Acorns, mighty oaks do grow. Oh, I love it. That's where the name comes from. Yeah. Go to acorns.com slash date dateline to download acorns to start saving and investing for your future today. I love it. Be like a squirrel and get that nut. Build that nut for yourself. I love it. Thank you, acorns. Thank you, acorns. Pay testimonial and may not be representative of all clients. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash date dateline. Investment advisory services offered by Acorns Advisors, LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services provided by Acorns Securities, LLC, an SEC registered broker dealer and member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. So the defense's strategy is blame the victim, and it's paint Rachel like a cheater. Right. The fact that she was on this California adult dating, sex dating website proves that she was even cheating on James, the man that she was having an affair with. We don't know if any of this is true. No. I'm sure this is devastating to James. I also don't think she was on the site. I think that they were saying she was. I just, I don't find that believable. She was telling people she was afraid of Todd. But then the defense says, look at this photo of them. They're smiling. Oh, please, please I don't. I can't. Wow. Like victims of spousal abuse cannot, they don't know how to smile. They look sad in every photo. Every photo, right. They don't know how to fake it. So their abuser is happy with them. Wow. Also, they never laugh and never have moments of joy. Right. This is great. Okay. So- Remember how Todd faked the catatonic state when he was doing a presentation? According to Rachel. Yes. According to Rachel. That was, I think, in our first part. There was a bit that he had faked cancer and a catatonic state to avoid a work presentation. 
they say that was true. He actually did have that. And he had a history of mental illness. And he had a psychotic breakdown when Rachel attacked him with the scissors. And he didn't know what he was doing. So apparently, he has a history of having these episodes whenever he doesn't want to do something or is caught doing something bad. So 20 years before, when he was married to Kathy, he was an Air Force pilot. He was in Asia and they were living there. He was caught shoplifting and he apparently had no memory of how he wound up in that store. Hmm. He said that he had been forgetting parts of his day and had been having this for a while. He didn't report it because of his flight career. And two to three times per week, he would have full-on amnesia. And it was usually after he became angry over something. Okay. Why is he getting angry three to four times a week? Angry enough that it triggers amnesia. Very good question. That is not normal, right? No. He would sometimes, according to Kathy, be very quiet when he would come home from work after he had had one of these episodes. He wouldn't speak, and then he would vomit several times. He needs relief band. So He needs a priest. The Air Force sent him for psychiatric tests. And then Kathy called her friends from Hawaii and said, we're in Hawaii because Todd had a mental breakdown, and he's in a facility here. But... I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. Mental illness is no joke. I have mental illness. It's not a joke. This is a joke, though. This is a bit like Nick, the guy in Scotland who pretended to be a different person. This is a bit- Yes, it's exactly like Nicholas. Feels like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. He escaped from the mental facility in Hawaii and was in a wooded area in the woods for a week or two. And when he came out, he said he was a samurai warrior. Again, mental illness, not a joke, not laughing. Faking mental illness is problematic. Yeah. So he was finally diagnosed with something, dissociative disorder. And because of that, he was medically retired. And I knew there was more to that story because Keith had just said like his career ended and he didn't know where to go. He had nothing to do with the Air Force anymore. He had this illustrious career and then didn't continue in any capacity to... It was strange the way it just stopped. Yeah. This is why. And then when he was supposed to be working at one of his jobs, he had this presentation he had to make and he went catatonic. They took him to the hospital and they found nothing wrong. Right. According to Rachel, he faked this incident. The defense's psychiatrist that they are paying says that it was real. Now, again, the psychiatrist did not at all know him at the time of this presentation. But is How saying do they know that? That it's, he's saying it was real. Okay. And well, then it must be. Case closed. There it's we go. all been real. Yeah. And he had also said that it could cause him to be violent if attacked. His dissociative disorder. That's convenient. That's really convenient. If he felt threatened in a way. So what's weird is that he didn't have amnesia when James and Caitlin had guns drawn on them. Right. 
that was strange that he didn't feel threatened enough then to have amnesia. But he did when Rachel came at him with scissors and said, I'm going to have my boyfriend James take care of you. He has guns. But when actually faced with James and his guns, he didn't feel that. You know, I would love to hear Don's opinion on this. This is the one time we don't get Don's opinion, and I would really like to know. Don is watching the trial, chomping on gum, and I'm trying, he's chewing this gum so aggressively, and I'm trying to read his face like, you loved this guy, Todd. You were with him until the end. Ride or die into the night. Let's go confront James and like, and go on trips. They went to Disney World together. Like, what do you think? And you also seem to be very disparaging towards your daughter. So do you think it's possible she attacked him with scissors and he had to defend himself and that he was scared that she would hurt the children? You've already said you don't think she was a good mother. Like, we never get to hear from Don. Well, lucky for you, we might. (gasps) Do you have outside information? Because it drove me crazy. I do have some outside information that I will be sharing at the end. Okay, thank God. And it is an interview done with Don. Thank God. And it might help this everyone feel a little better. Okay, great. So prosecution side is he faked all of these mental disorders. He wanted to get out of the Air Force, so he faked the mental disorders. He murdered Rachel. He says he can't remember it. They say Todd is a mastermind, a manipulator, a murderer. Oh, boy. And I was so proud of Lizette, the prosecutor, because rule of three and alliteration. And alliteration. Nailed it. Yep. Way to go, Lizette. We haven't talked a lot about the prosecutor, Lizette Sudar. She's Sudar, fabulous. Fantastic. Yeah. Strutting in her high heels, getting she's stuff great. done. She's really, she's a classy lady. So then, okay, so I don't know how to describe this part. The prosecutor is talking about Todd, how he's a murderer. And all of a sudden, Todd sitting at oh, the defense table. No, she's talking very specifically about Kathy when oh, this happens. So how she's he saying- murdered Kathy. Yeah, all of this that happened to Kathy was not an accident, and she was actually murdered by her husband, Todd Winkler, and then this episode happens. He starts hitting himself in the head. Yeah. And with like an open palm. With the palm, and mm-hmm. head is screaming, stop, you are not samurai. You do not speak true. In what could be called some sort of Asian accent. Offensive, yeah. Offensive if you're pretending to be some sort of Asian ethnicity that doesn't, English is your second language. Like a stereotypical samurai accent. Mm -hmm. You only want to destroy. Now, of course, again, we're going to say for the 10th time, mental illness is no laughing matter, but this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, if I were to judge, I'm not a doctor. He's screaming, and the guard and his attorney are trying to calm him down. And he's screaming, you have no Bushido. And he is... You have no Bushido. You have no Bushido, over and over. Yeah. Again, I don't... Listen, Big Ed on 90 Day Fiance just found out he was a leprechaun in another life. That tracks. I believe that more than I believe that Todd was a samurai, but whatever. Or that Todd thought he was a samurai. 
Yeah. Yeah. He is not blinking and his veins are popping out. So that was impressive if he is faking this. And again, I'm not saying. Keith explains, in case we couldn't figure out from the context clues, that Bushido is a, is like the way of the samurai. So like he's the done code his of honor. Yeah, code of honor. And the guard is so funny. He's like, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> like Todd is a toddler having a tantrum at the mall and you're trying not to cause a scene or give in to their demands too much. The guard is not buying. Stop. He doesn't buy it. And it's almost like Todd does this every day in court, even though this is the only time. Stop. Here we go again. Stop. So the defense thinks there should be a mistrial because of this, but there's no mistrial. The trial continues. I love it. The judge is like, yeah, we're just going to keep going. That is so funny. I have Bushido and my Bushido code says we have to continue the trial. Yeah. My Bushido says this is Bushita. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. That should be your title. No, I have a different one. The prosecutor tells the jurors all about Kathy's death. And then they talk about Rachel's death. And what they think happened is that Rachel had just been at her boyfriend James working on the divorce papers. So they think that night Todd opened Rachel's laptop and found the divorce documents. Oh, it's always that. It's always like the email or the whatever. Yeah. And the reason they think that is because the laptop is normally in a certain place and it wasn't. So they think he was walking around with it and attacking her, yelling. I don't know. He grabbed the scissors from the craft box that was kept right where the laptop usually is. And he went into the room and attacked her while she was sleeping. And she had taken to sleeping in the baby's room. Oh, boy. So he attacked her in front of the baby. And then he left her for dead. And he was about to leave the house, again, with the children, the rest of all the children inside. I can't even. He saw a light on in the baby's room. And he realized she was still alive. So he puts on the motorcycle jacket. He finds her alive, but she's just cowering in the baby's room holding the baby. And they had figured out that she was holding the baby because there are drips of blood on the baby's onesie. Mm. So she kicks him for protection to keep him away, and he stabs her in the neck. And then for seven hours, he cleaned up and puttered around he dropped the kids at a neighbor's house, called his lawyer, and then he cut his hand to make it look like he was attacked. Now, these are the shallowest, littlest cuts I've ever Thank seen. You. They are not from craft scissors. This is like a severe paper cut. It's a severe paper cut. And if you were really cut with craft scissors, it would be, it's not, he didn't do a good job. No. Also, did they interview the kids? I don't know if they interviewed the kids or if they were sleeping, if they were able to sleep through this. They may not have needed to. I would guess that you wouldn't want to traumatize the kids if you didn't need them to prove your case. Yeah. Yeah. Or even that you can tape them and then air it during the trial and you don't have to put them on the stand. Oh, of course. No, I just meant were they interviewed by detectives. Right. I would think they would be. But the reason they think he cut his hands to make it look like he was attacked was the neighbor said his hands weren't cut when he dropped the kids off. Wow. Boom. Sorry, wouldn't you also just be covered in blood? I would think so, after stabbing someone in the neck. In the neck? 
But he said, so maybe they couldn't see his hands. Is that what you're trying to say? Like he couldn't tell. They no, couldn't but tell he must have like taken a shower, done all that, and then cut his hands. That's true. He could. He did have seven hours. Wow. Okay. I would say. How did they you- find out about the seven hours? Was that time of death or did he admit that it was seven hours? I think he said that. He admitted that. He said he'd pondered, he paced, he fit, he was he didn't worried, he didn't know what to do. But he didn't black out. No. Yeah, he doesn't say that he did, yeah. Okay. All right. They also say that Rachel had found Kathy's ashes a few months before she died and learned about how Kathy died. And the reason I think they know this is because she had told family and friends. And she apparently had said to him, Is that how I'm gonna die? And Todd said, well, you're not going to get in my way, are you? Oh. And she told family and friends this about this conversation. And he said, as blunt as you can, if you divorce me, you will end up like my last wife. Wow. And this is what Rachel told her friends that he said. Do we think Kathy was going to divorce him? It's possible. Okay. We don't know. Interesting. Or was it just about the money? Or was it just insurance money? They said yeah. he was floundering kind of. Well, no, he had a lot of money because he was working for the tech company. But he weird. also made weird choices with money, I think. Like buying that plane on Rachel's credit card and put her in debt. It seems like he was... It seems like he really wanted to live lifestyles of the rich and famous and just couldn't figure out how to get rich by not doing a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. The jury finds him guilty. Mm-hmm. And he... Doesn't think he's a samurai at this moment. He doesn't go catatonic. He just takes in the information and he gets 26 years to life. Wow. And Caitlin says, I do know now that monsters exist. And James says, I would have killed Todd himself, myself, if he hadn't been convicted. And Tim, the failed artist who failed to commit, takes revenge mostly on himself. Keith says. That's Keith, why awful. Still beating up on Tim. Poor Tim. Tim says, I should have married her when I had the chance. And Keith says, you're still paying for it, aren't you? Keith, the man is going to cry. Sorry, what do you think he means by that? He just feels like he's to blame for all of this because he didn't propose to her. No, I think he's still paying off the ring. I thought that that was it, but I don't think that's right. I don't think that he could have afforded a ring that was expensive enough that he would still be paying it off all these years later. I would love to get some other people's opinions. It did for a second sound like that. It did, didn't it? Unsure. Uh, Was that a symbolic paying for or was that a ring paying for? I would really like to know. I don't know. Kathy's friends feel like she hasn't gotten any justice. I mean, at least he's in jail, but she hasn't gotten justice. And the one friend who was a cop wishes that she had pressed harder somehow to get Todd arrested because she thinks Rachel might still be alive if they had gotten him convicted, which is a horrible burden to carry. Yeah, that's hard. It's okay. And then Don says, this whole story is a mixture of murder and blood and failings and grace and heaven and God. He is a poet. I mean, he is an artist. He's trying to be a better parent for her kids because he's raising her kids better than he did with Rachel. And I thought, well, maybe don't judge the little girl if she wants a job. Yeah. Let her get her ears If she says, I want to be president when I grow up, 
don't tell her you need to be a mother. Right. Maybe he's changed his mind a little bit on some of that. I'm guessing this puts a lot of things in perspective for him. I'm not sure. I guess we could find out by the article that I found. Yes, please. So the article that I found is from villagelife.com from December 2014, updated, oh, on June 7th this year. And this is going to be the impact statement from Don Hatfield, who was the first to give an impact statement. It says his daughter was the, quote, victim of this cruel murder, and she was, quote, viciously and brutally murdered by the defendant, Todd Winkler. Todd took her life without regards to the effects, namely on himself, her mother, her children, brothers, friends, and the world. He said the world will no longer be able to enjoy the laughter, hugs, and guidance she provided, nor will anyone hear her say, I love you ever again. Mm. He said he raises the Winkler children, and they now have to navigate life without their mommy. Rachel's dream had been to have a family center for holidays, birthdays, and family events, but instead of fun with the family, Hatfield has had to face the nightmare of the trial for his daughter's murder. He said during the trial, his daughter was portrayed by the defense as a sick, incompetent, wayward drunk who was impossible to please. And he said nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, Rachel was exceptional in many ways. Apparently, she was the top of her college class and heavily recruited by San Francisco accounting firms. Wow. Oh, he's still saying that. Oh, but then he says he's proud. He says she ran the Cameron Air Park single-handedly. So he was proud of her job. Why couldn't you have said that on Dateline, Don? No, no, it's really sad. The oldest child told Don Hatfield that she hopes her father does not do that to any other boys and girl boys or girls. Aww. She has repeatedly screamed, "Mommy, don't leave me in the middle of the night." Oh, oh, these kids are traumatized. God, he said. Even so, Rachel's children are exceptional. They are her legacy. How sweet. So there, he tried. Hartfield keeps his daughter's ashes in his art studio where the two used to paint. And he said he can sometimes hear her, still hear her voice or feel the press of her hand in his. A great weight lifted from my heart, he said when he heard the guilty verdict. That's great. May God have mercy on his soul. Wow. I bet he kind of wishes she had wound up with James or Tim. She was the only female of four siblings. Wow. Mm-mm. That is amazing. See, he's being kind at least. He's being kind about her there. He speaks highly of her. So I think that, I don't know why he seems to be putting up a little bit of a front in this day line. Don does. I think Don is probably a lot softer than he appears in this day line. Yeah, I'm sure. I wonder how he felt about the date line. I wonder if he feels like he was misedited. Right. You can't be misedited if you said it though. Right. Yeah, they don't edit things out of context. They don't. Eh, it's a shame because he seemed to have some really nice things to say. Yeah. I wish they would have read it. I wish they would have aired his a little bit of his impact statement at the end. Yeah. I do wish they had done that. a big that. difference. Yeah. Anyways, that's the end of part. This case was wild. This case is just, right? Wild. Wild. Did you have B-roll? Yeah. Tim putting away those film slides. Don painting, mm-hmm. Don walking through his neighborhood holding a tennis racket, and then he starts hitting a ball against a wall. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that building was, but he was going to play, you know, where you just rally against a wall. It might have been a tennis court with walls. I play, used to play, I used to have to play against a wall. But he was very casually doing it. 
it was bizarre it to like see him with the ball and the racket. Yeah, I was like, wow, we're, that was your choice. That was his choice for that was his B roll, active B roll, mm-hmm. very. James shooting guns with another bucket hat. We have James in a bucket hat. I did not see James in a bucket hat. It was like a military type bucket hat. Like you would wear like a short brim bucket hat that you would wear in the desert. It was camo. But he has two of them. One was camo and one is just light khaki color. So hunting bucket hat. Yeah. And then James and Caitlin are hanging out at a bench and cleaning guns. They are gun enthusiasts. They are gun enthusiasts. Yeah. They should open a gun store. They have that website. There you go. Yeah. It's not my thing, but whatever. As long as you're responsible. California prosecutor Lizette walking in her animal print heels. And that's a twofer because we got animal print. I love it. And it's a close-up of her heels strutting. Lizette's office as well. I have not seen this before in Dateline or it's rare She had white roses. Did you see that on her desk? No. The fresh flowers in the office is a nice touch. That is is classy. That is classé. It was super classé. I was into it. People should do that more. Take note. If you're a DA or an assistant DA or even defense. It softens the look from all the legal books. Mm -hmm. Fresh flowers. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And white roses is neat. It just looked neat. I liked it. I'm going to get to that important B-roll so I can show you a picture of it so you understand what I'm talking about, why it was spooky, with Woody and Mike in the woods. Oh, yeah. It's very reminiscent of something, and they show it multiple times. If I go back to the woods. Show me, show me the woods. Show me the That's it. Okay. Show me the woods themselves. Can, can you <gasps> see it? That is terrifying. What is that? It's the campfire illuminating their tents. There's and making two their tents t- that are being lit. By the inside, I believe. They have inside oh, lights like in the tent. That's how they lit it in the B-roll. But what does it kind of look like? A face? It looks like the Amityville house. Yeah. Like the With am- the two oh, yeah, windows. The windows. Do you know what I'm saying? Where it looks yeah. like a face almost? That's exactly what it looks like to me. And yeah. I was like, that's foreboding. Mm-hmm. Good job, Dateline. It's Good very job, foreboding. Dateline. That is creepy. We do get Kathy's friends walking on a bridge. Mm-hmm. And we get lots at the beginning of the Napa Valley orchards, which are very pretty. Although I don't think we're in Napa. I don't know where we are. It's not, I don't, they keep, sometimes they say Sacramento. Sometimes they say Napa. Sometimes they say San Francisco. In Northern, we're in Northern California. We're just in Northern California. That's all we know. The end. Okay. Did you have fashion police? Just bucket hat. Bucket hat. And puka shells and sublime t-shirt. I said, is there... such a thing as being too dressed up for your Dateline interview. <laughs> no, there isn't. Unless you're in a tuxedo. The four friends, the air park friends. Yeah. The men are both in full suits. Yeah. If Keith showed up in just a collared shirt, would you feel? I would and, feel overdressed. And your converse, I would feel like I did not do my research. I should have watched a previous episode with this host to know that he always wears jeans and converse. If I showed up in my good pearls, I would be embarrassed. Yeah, it's a little much for Keith. I would just for very Mank, quietly reach okay. up and undo the clasp and put them in my purse. <laughs> Shove them in your purse. I saw my mom do that once. <laughs> we were going to something and she was overdressed and she always made us overdress and I hated yeah, it I so much. Did. And so one time I remember her like reaching up and getting her <laughs> neck and taking her necklace off and putting it in her bag because she knew she was overdressed. I don't know if she had good, good pearls or not. 
No, I'd forgotten about that. Thanks for bringing that up. All I'm right, sorry. let's move on. It's fine. I'm I totally sorry. forgotten about that. Do you have titles? A drop. I was trying to get somewhere with bucket. Drop in the bucket. I was g- obviously kick the bucket is not appropriate. Absolutely not. No. Bucket list also can't figure. So then I moved on from bucket. I just wanted to work you- walk you through my process. I like bucket it. was a failure. Bucket was a no starter. It's fine. The deadliest bee sting. Yep. Don't get anywhere. There's no sting in this episode. I wish there had been a sting. There's a sting. I mean, the whole thing stings. These two wonderful women, <laughs> their deaths sting. It hurts me. I don't like it. That's not what I mean. I wish there was a sting with a wire at Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. That would be. There was no sting operation in this. That's yeah, what I mean. True. Yeah. But So here's the title I landed on. Yep, let's go. You are Samurai. There we go. Oh my god! It took that pause just killed me. <laughs> I'm that trying to figure it out. Was, you are Samur Samur Lai. Yeah, you are Samur Lai. Okay. Okay. It's it. not. I guess it's not good. I like Katie, it, but I don't get the you are. Well, because he is Samur Lai, and he kept saying to the prosecutor, "You are not no samurai," or whatever he kept saying. Oh, okay. So you, sir, are Sam Samur Samur Lai. Okay. I get it's not okay. I could it just I get I I liked it. Could you get no. anywhere with Hatfield and McCoy's? <laughs> no. I tried. I couldn't do it. It well that's a double because the last name Hatfield and he wore the bucket hat all the time. Hatfield and McCon? I can't get anywhere. I can't do it. I can't do I don't know, I can't get anywhere. Okay. So the only title I have because I gave one last It's time. all riding on you. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's close to yours. So I did Samur Y colon Bushi Don't. Not Bushido, Bushi Don't. That was it. Okay. Samur so Lai, Samur Y. Not our best. <laughs> Thank you so much for that epic recap of this epic episode. This was, how did we not do, you saved it. That's why we yeah. didn't do it. A Deadly lot of people twist. had requested it. Yeah. For a yeah, long time. Because it is. Yeah. Fascinating. Is he still in prison then? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, yeah. Why was it second degree? Because it wasn't pre-planned. Right. Okay. He did the moment. He should have gone for sudden passion. He may have gotten less time if he had done something. I think that's something. what they were going for with the amnesia. I would love to have seen this trial because I wonder how much the amnesia thing came into it. I feel like we got clipped on the trial because there was so much before we needed to get through. I'm wondering if that episode he had with the samurai hurt him or if they it had to have right i mean it, he was found guilty what well, did it happen to, no they would have showed if it had happened twice no i think what, it just happened once what do you think don was doing in the audience do you think he was just had his arms folded and was just shaking his head back mm-hmm. and forth well he was chewing that gum he was smacking yeah. that gum yeah yeah just ticked off royally ticked take a samurai sword and do yeah. something to him yeah Absolutely. All right, everybody, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoyed parts one and two thank of Deadly you. Twist. Yeah. We Sam or why? Bushi don't. <laughs> Doesn't work. Be your own Bushido. And yeah. we will see you when we get back from CrimeCon. Thank Yay. you, everybody, for all the support. And we'll see you later. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
that's one of our merch shirts, by the way. Very popular tank top that says, I don't deserve sleep. I was going to say, it is sleeveless, right? Oh, yeah, it's sleeveless. I wish there was a way to do it so it looked like the sleeves had been cut off. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Where oh, that it's a, would be a little really jagged. Cute. Yeah, that would be really cute. That's specialty merch for the holidays. Yeah, exactly. We fray the edges. So yeah, it looks like I could it do that. Out. I could distress some shirts. Yeah. There's go- only going to be 25 because I'll lose focus <laughs> after that. But I will do 25 of them. Size inclusive. Size inclusive. There will be approximately three of each size. And that's yeah. it. After that, supplies are limited. Get it while you can. <laughs> I have a new segment. Okay. Might be inappropriate. Okay. You know these female fans out there that like think that these killers are hot? The new segment would be, will he get love letters in prison? Yes. Because it doesn't really matter. Because I think anyone would, maybe, because there are that many crazy people out there. That is the shortest segment ever. The segment is, will The segment every episode will Answer. be, will he get... Yes. Yes. Especially yeah. this guy has a plane <laughs> and a boat. Apparently. We never saw a boat. I see we no evidence saw. of a boat. He owned a boat with a friend. That's <laughs> we don't a, know about the boat. He didn't have a boat. 